Welcome back to Stand, where courage is contagious. We're continuing our show. Our next guest is Mike Berry. He is Vice President of External Affairs and the Director of Military Affairs, Senior Counsel for First Liberty Institute. Mike served for several years in the U.S. Marine Corps, including being deployed to Afghanistan. Mike, thanks for your service. He served as an adjunct professor of law at the U.S. Navy Academy, Naval Academy and testified before Congress on religious liberty issues, and perhaps most importantly, close to my heart, like me, he's a graduate of Texas A&M University. Whoop, giga Maggie's. Whoop. <laughs> Howdy, Mike. Thanks for standing for our freedom on the front lines on battlefields of the Middle East and courtrooms across our nations. And welcome to Stand. We're glad you're here. Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you. Great to have you with us. So First Liberty Institute, you guys take on a lot of cases defending and protecting Americans' fundamental rights to follow their conscience and to live according to their beliefs. But today we want to focus on your military cases, those that talk about uh, representing and protecting, defending our military members. So the first case we want to talk about is your case representing 35 U.S. Navy SEALs who are seeking religious accommodations to Biden's Department of Defense shop mandate. Can you please tell us about that case? Yeah, the Department of Defense, the Biden administration uh, made the COVID-19 vaccine mandatory for all service members back in 2021. Uh, and there are thousands, thousands of people, and tens of thousands of people in our military to the vaccine. Uh, their objections could be health-related. Uh, for many of them, their, their objections are, are based on their religious beliefs. And the, the, in other words, taking the vaccine would violate their religious beliefs and their conscience. And in this country, uh, the government cannot force somebody to do something that violates their religious beliefs unless it, it is able to meet a very high standard. And the problem was that the Department of Defense and the U.S. Navy specifically uh, wasn't meeting that standard. It wasn't even following the legal process that's required under federal law to allow sailors and specifically these, these Navy SEALs who are obviously, you know, the Navy SEALs need no introduction. I mean, they're like the Olympic athletes of the military, right? And they, uh, and every single one of them requested a religious accommodation and it was a sham process. It was a rubber stamp. They were all denied and they faced severe punishment and even involuntary separation from the mill. They were losing career, a dream career that, you know, most people dream about becoming these skills uh, in their little. And, and so these brave 35 Navy SEALs were willing to stand up to the Biden administration and the Department of Defense and First Liberty came to their defense, we represented them, and we filed one of the first successful lawsuits in the nation challenging the, the, the military's vaccine mandate. I wanna ask you, when you say involuntary separation and then they, they lose their, their livelihoods, their careers, their dream of becoming U.S. Navy SEAL, what else do they lose? Do they also lose their pension, their benefits, everything that comes with the honor of having served in a military career, everything afterwards? Absolutely. Yep. If you're if you're involuntarily separated from the military before you hit 20 years, uh, your 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 pension has not vested. And so for some of these guys, you know, some of them were still pretty early in their career. You had others who were sort of at the mid level, so they were maybe 10, 12 years in. But some of them were very very close to retirement. 
And in fact, if it were, uh, some of them have now reached retirement and they've been able to honorably retire and they're receiving their pensions and they're able to move on with their lives. But if it weren't for First Liberty Institute, they, that never would have happened. They would have been kicked out before they hit the 20 year mark and they would have been left with you know, 18, 19 years of service to this nation, multiple combat deployments. And again, they're Navy SEALs. So I think it doesn't take much imagination to think about the types of missions that they went on to defend our freedom, to defend our nation, to defend our rights, and they had those very rights taken away from them. So that's why this case was so important for us. Right, absolutely. So to set this up, these people have said, I mean, some of the bravest, most courageous military members that we have will lay down our life for you Americans every day to protect your rights and your liberties. And then the government that they serve said to them, we're not going to honor and recognize your freedom of expression, your religious rights and liberties. And even though it immediately puts them into veteran status, when we say that we honor our veterans, um, they didn't, we didn't as a government honor them. We, we stripped everything from them. And that's when you guys got involved to say, actually, when you become a member of the military, you don't completely surrender and forfeit all of your constitutional rights and liberties. And then you guys took it to court and you won. At what part in the case did you win? Was it on your first trial? Did you have to go to appeal? What happened? Yeah, we won right out of the gate, what's called a preliminary injunction. So that's wow. uh, for, for lawyers, that, that's really the first, uh, I guess, you know, one of the very first things that happens in a lawsuit is one side will typically file a, a motion for a preliminary injunction. And that's asking the court to issue an order uh, at least in this case, what we did was we asked the court to issue an order telling the Navy, you cannot take any punitive action against them and you cannot kick them out. And the Navy was kicking and screaming and saying, we have to be able to punish them. We have to be able to separate them. And they were, you know, coming up with these outlandish arguments that, you know, if they even allow one Navy SEAL to get COVID, that it was going to cause the entire military to crumble and that, you know, we were going to have dead bodies, you know, everywhere. And uh, you know, these ridiculous arguments. And yet at the very same time, and, and this was critical to our case, the Navy was allowing sailors to have medical exemptions and administrative exemptions. Mm. So in other words, the Navy was allowing service members to have exemptions and to not have to get the vaccine if you have a medical reason. So if, in other words, if you were reaction to the vaccine, the Navy said, that's perfectly fine. You don't have to get the vaccine. We don't want you to have an allergic reaction. Or if they had an administrative exemption. And some of the reasons administrative exemptions, for example, is if uh, within six months of retirement uh, or, or leave voluntarily leaving the military, they said, well, if you're already on your way out, we're not going to make you get the vaccine. You know, And yet, but their whole argument was, we have to make sure everybody's vaccinated because it's a health and safety issue. So what it turned out, the evidence that we produced in court was, no, the Navy is lying. The Navy doesn't care whether or not somebody is vaccinated because they have unvaccinated service members. The only thing the Navy cares about is the reason you're unvaccinated. And if the reason you're unvaccinated mm -hmm. is because of your religious beliefs, then they wanna kick you out. Uh, you're, you're no longer fit to serve in the, in, the, in the Navy and you're essentially a second class citizen so that obviously was the argument that won at the preliminary injunction stage, thankfully. Uh, and then what happened after that was we realized this lawsuit had only been filed on behalf of 35 SEALs. Mm -hmm. And there were still thousands of people in the Navy beyond just the 35 that we started with 
who were in the same boat. And we, so what we did was we asked the court to expand that 35 uh, Navy SEAL injunction into a class action covering more than 4,000 sailors wow. who had the same religious objection, and the court agreed. That's amazing. But that's not the only case that you've done on military members. Nikki and I were reading about some of the other cases. Nikki, what was the one you wanted him to tell us the story about? Oh, yeah. There was the story about Stephanie Carter. She's an Army veteran who served our nation's yeah. veterans as a Veterans Affairs employee for 23 years. Can you tell us a little bit about that that particular case? Yeah, uh, Stephanie Carter's case is, is amazing. It's just you know, one woman's courage. And, and, and it shows what can happen if one American citizen, one brave veteran is willing to stand up to the man, so to speak, and, and, and stand on their rights. And Stephanie Carter, as you mentioned, was a, a, you know, a longtime employee of the VA, uh, a military veteran herself, uh, but she's also a devout Christian. And she holds to very sincere pro-life views. And recently, the Department of Defense, or excuse me, the Department of Veteran Affairs decided they want to start allowing veterans to have free abortions uh, paid for by the taxpayers. And Stephanie Carter, all she did was ask the VA, she said, look, can I please have a religious accommodation and not have to participate in abortions because it violates my religious beliefs? You know, uh, like, in other words, just she wasn't challenging whether or not the VA could continue to allow to, to provide abortions. She was just saying she didn't want to participate in abortions. So please, you know, essentially excuse me from doing, having to do that. Uh, and, 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 you know, we'll find somebody else to do it. The VA's response to her was pretty remarkable. They said, well, we don't actually have a process for providing religious accommodations. So we don't really have an answer for you. Wow. And we filed a lawsuit in federal court and, and I will, you know, I have, look, I'll, I'll give some credit to the VA as once we filed the lawsuit and we brought to their attention the fact that they don't even have a religious accommodation process, that's when they began working with us. And they said, well, what, you know, what if we created a process where your client and any other employee in the VA can get a religious accommodation? Mm -hmm. uh, and we said, okay, you know, we're willing to work with you on that. And that's exactly what happened. We were able to reach a, a positive result, not only for Stephanie Carter, because she now has a religious accommodation, meaning she doesn't have to participate in abortions, but that process is now available to any employee in the VA. So that, wow. again, shows you what can happen, that how, how powerful it is when one person is willing to stand up for their rights. It has that huge ripple effect across the entire VA and across the entire federal government. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's an amazing story. And what, what concerns me and saddens me, though, is our veterans and people like her and these Navy SEALs, they go out and fight for our freedoms for our government, and yet they're forced to then fight for their own freedoms facing our government, you mm -hmm. know, at, at home. And it's it's just a really a sad thing to see where we should be honoring them all the more for what they and their families are willing to lay down uh, for all of us. So really grateful for the work that you guys are doing. And I assume now everything's resolved with Stephanie's case, and we have we have a, night, a good accommodation, religious accommodation policy with with the Navy. We should talk about that when we come back from our break, because I think okay. we're up against a break. Um, so let's carry over the discussion when we come back with Mike Berry from First Liberty Institute. You can look at more of their work and what they're doing at FirstLiberty.org and support their work. So please go check that out. 
we definitely want to support their work. Firstliberty.org. We're at Stand with Kelly and Nikki Chewbacca on your favorite podcast platform. Please subscribe. Remember, if you leave a review, you could be our lucky audience member who gets a free Hydroflask sticker this week. So please leave a review and like and share. So, and this episode with one of your friends or family members. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Stand by. <laughs> 